Today's reading continues Paul's first letter to the Church of the Thessalonians. We're looking at 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Has anyone ever told you that Jesus is like a boomerang? Anyone ever told you that before? No, 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 no. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It's not an irreverent thing to say, no, no. Jesus is like a boomerang because he always comes back. Now, this might not work, but I bought my indoor boomerang here. Watch your heads, okay? This is why Jesus is like a boomerang. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, slowly. Sorry, sorry, Sarah. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> um, Jesus is not like that boomerang. He's like a good boomerang that comes back to you. He always comes back. That's in the baptistry. I know. It came back, kind of. <laughs> Thanks. You can leave it there, Sam. That's fine. Um, and that's really good news. That's really, really good news, especially for the church we've just been hearing about. Because that was a church in a place called Thessalonica. And... And in Thessalonica, they were around kind of after Jesus had died, come back to life and gone to heaven. They had heard Jesus say, hey, I'm coming back. And they were waiting. They were excitedly waiting for Jesus. But, but by the time we read this letter, 20 years had passed. Waiting for 20 years and still there was no Jesus. And even more than that, even more than that, people... And the church had started to die. Like loved, cherished church members. And like, it's really, really difficult, really, really sad when, when people we love pass away. It's kind of like um, the, the color goes out of our world and everything goes, it goes monochrome. It's, it, it's really sad. We feel powerless and, and weak. Death feels so permanent, so final. And it hurts so much. And so the bit that Sarah read out to us, see, that was meant to give Christians hope. Here's what Paul says. Have a little look at verse 13. He says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Paul wants to teach us about hope, even in the face of death, because death looks different when you're a Christian. But, but, but did you notice what he says at the beginning of it? He says, um, we don't want to, you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so you don't 
grieve like the rest of mankind. Paul kind of expects Christians to grieve when we lose people we love. We're not robots who show no emotion. Like, like, like it's okay to, to grieve. In fact, it, it's good to cry. But Christians do grieve differently. Um, in fact, Nancy Guthrie, she said, um, there should be a difference in how we grieve the death of someone if we have chosen to have set all our hope in Jesus Christ. I mean, have a little look. Did you see verse 13? We don't grieve like the rest of mankind. Christian tears are different. And in fact, in fact, this whole chunk of the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 4, is all about how Christians do life differently, right? There's loads of different areas they do life differently. And here, Paul is saying Christian tears look different. They're still sad tears, but there's hope in there. And there's joy in there too. Christians do life differently and death differently. We're not to blend in, but look and sound and be different. Christians do death differently because we have hope. We have hope in Jesus, the comeback king. Have a look at verse 14. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. First reason Christians have hope, because Jesus has come back from the dead. Second reason, verse 14 again. And we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Second reason we have hope, because Jesus will come back. He, he has come back, and he will come back. He is like, oh, the boomerang's gone. But, thanks, Sam. You can give it a throw if you want. See where it goes. Yeah? Watch your heads. <laughs> he's like the boomerang. He, he's the comeback king. And we humans, we love a good comeback. I mean, I mean, it gets our hearts going, doesn't it? Our pulse racing. If Andy Murray had come back on Friday night from two sets down, as the youth say, scenes, absolute scenes on the court. Wow. He didn't, but it would have been amazing. But, but, but the greatest comeback of all, the greatest comeback, it's got to be Jesus, hasn't it? That should get our heart racing. Jesus was down and out, literally three days dead in a tomb. No hope. And yet what happened? He came back from the grave. And his resurrection is a game changer, a life changer, a death changer. Because, see, because Jesus, it was resurrected, came back from the dead. Well, we know without a shadow of a doubt that God has power over death. That, 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 that death isn't stronger or bigger or better than God. He, where we're powerless, he's not. Isn't that super exciting? There is hope. In fact, one writer, John Stott, he said, if God did not abandon Jesus to death, he will not abandon the Christian either. See, it's like, well, actually, it's like the baptism we've just seen with Molly, Lottie, and Joe. It's like that. Because Christians, we're, we're united with Jesus. We're joined with Jesus. His story is our story. So, so back to Ducky. Jesus dies. So will we. But Jesus comes back to life, so will we. Like, like we Christians can be 100% certain this will happen because he has come back from the grave. That's super exciting. That's a great reason to have hope in our comeback king who has come back. That's a great reason for hope even in the loneliness and darkness of death. He is the comeback king who has come back. 
His story is our story. Did you know lots of products and companies have kind of rebranded and changed their names over the years? I thought we'd test your skills. See if you can work out what these old school names are now in the modern day. We'll start off easy. We're going to get hard. Okay, just going to let you know. Here we go. Rebrand. Marathon. Anyone know what? Not the race. What was that? Snickers, yeah, marathon. Look. Oh, it's now called Snickers. Much better name, I think. Next one. Opal fruits. Kind of easy. Anyone know what opal fruits are? Starburst, yeah. You used to be able to buy opal fruits. What a weird name. Okay. Now we'll get tricky. Cadabra. That, that, that's where it came from. Brilliant. But anyone know? Cadabra is Amazon. I know, right? Crazy. Okay, okay, let, let's go wilder. Brad's drink. Not Coca-Cola. Good, good effort. Along the right lines. Pepsi is the other one, yeah. Pepsi. You might know there's a Brad's drink logo. That was the first name of it. So weird. Okay, okay. Last one. This is the weirdest one. Back rub. Okay, no one wants to guess, that's great. Google. Google. Right? Now, those are good rebrands. Like, can you imagine sitting on your computer on, like, using Backrub Chrome whilst eating a marathon, drinking Brad's drink when the Kadabra Prime order arrives? Like, that would be so weird. Those are some good name changes, right? Oh, I wonder if you can spot in our passage today, if you've got a Bible, get it back open to 1 Thessalonians 4. The amazing rebrand that our man Paul does. Just to remind you where we're at, um, Jesus is the comeback king. Remember, he, he, he has come back from the dead and he will come back. And, and Jesus, he, he, he will come back to wake us up. Did you notice that? Did you notice how many times it mentions sleep in our reading? So verse 13, those who sleep in death. Verse 14, those who have fallen asleep. Verse 15, those who have fallen asleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. This here is some high-class rebranding from Paul. He's kind of saying to the church, he's saying, Hey church, let's not think about it like death anymore. Let's think about it like sleep. Not, not because when you die, you go into a dreamlike trance. That's not what he's saying. He's saying death is like sleep. Because, because sleep isn't permanent. Right? All of you here this morning with your eyes open, those who are eyes closed may be different. Um, like you, you're proving the point. Like you woke up. You're here. You're awake. Sleep is not permanent. You wake up. And Paul's rebranding death, saying death isn't permanent either. <laughs> death is not final. Death is not the end. Isn't that exciting? And I mean, like, isn't it super easy to wake someone up from sleeping? Like, so easy. Here are a few techniques you might use. I call this one the butler's bell. That works. Nice. Okay. Maybe, maybe a bit old school. The uh, good old-fashioned alarm clock. Wow, that could go on for a while. There we go. My preference... The uh, water pistol to the face technique. Um, I'll, I'll try and go down the aisle. Sorry if it gets you, uh, if you're here. There we go. Wake up. Lovely. <laughs> That's my preference. Right? But, but, but like, it's so easy to wake someone up 
when they're sleeping. And Paul is saying, Jesus can wake us up from death just like you can wake up your brother and sister when they're asleep. It's that easy for him. Isn't that amazing? And it's even more amazing. Because have a little look at verse 16. At the end of verse 16, Paul says, The dead in Christ will rise first. This is our hope. Jesus will wake up those loved ones we've lost. And they'll rise up out of, out of the grave like they're rising up in the morning. Wow. Death is not permanent. Jesus is coming back to wake us up. And here's kind of what happens when Jesus comes back. Here's a step-by-step guide from 1 Thessalonians. Number one, Jesus comes back. Number two, there's a massive loud noise. Number three, dead Christians wake up to join Jesus. Number four, living Christians join Jesus in the clouds and the air. Number five, all of God's people will live forever with Jesus in the new creation. That's kind of what this passage is saying. That's really exciting. But number two is a bit weird, isn't it? Why is there a loud noise? What's that about? Well, well, do you remember what I said about the church? The church were kind of um, waiting for Jesus. And people had started dying. Well, the church were getting really worried because they were thinking, oh no, oh no, my loved family member, they're going to miss Jesus. They're going to miss out. They're not here when he comes back. It's, oh no. And so Paul says, verse 16, he says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. Now, that's not three separate noises. I think he's saying this is one overwhelming shout, overwhelming wake-up call. Because if sleep is like death, well, this is the Jesus alarm clock. And look what happens when it rings. Verse 16. With the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. That shocked me. I knew it was coming. Whoa. Oh, like, 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 thanks, Isaac. Um, like, you all heard that, right? No one missed out on that sound. Half of Holmes Avenue heard that. Neville Avenue, they heard that. It was so loud. Like, trumpets are loud. That's Paul's point. When Jesus comes back, no one's going to miss it. Everyone will know. The living and the dead. When Jesus comes back, it's so loud that the dead are going to rise out of their graves. Every tomb on earth will be emptied. Every single person will hear it and know it. Wow. No one's left out. Jesus comes back to wake us up. And, well, back when Paul was writing... The Romans were in charge. Now, who's done the Romans as a topic at school back in the prayer? Yeah, that's, that, that is, everyone does Romans. It's, it's amazing. It's the best. The Roman army, everyone knows this, but they were like one of the best armies ever. They were so powerful, weren't they? And the Romans, they won so many battles. And then like when the army won the battle, they'd come back to their city and they'd kind of wait outside the city. Then, then the people in the city would go out to join the Roman army. They'd welcome them in. But also... The people in the city would go and join the Romans and march in together. It was like they were part of their great victory. 
They go out to come back in as part of one triumphant celebration. We did this. When Jesus comes back, it's like the Romans triumphing in battle. It's like coming back in that same way. Because he comes back victorious over all the bad, sad, and hard things in this world. Death, the devil, and disease, all gone when he comes back. Triumphant, victorious. And the dead go and join him. The living Christians go and meet him in the air. And then we all march in together, triumphant. Not because we've done anything. Because he's done it all. We're like, yes, we've done it because of him. And notice, did you see? Verse uh, 17 says it's in the clouds. That's really important because clouds in the Bible is a picture language of God's glory. So, so it's like we get to share in the glory of God as we come back. As we share in his victory. Wow, that's amazing. And it gets even better. Because, did you see verse 17? We who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds. Do you see that? There's a wonderful reunion in that moment. Living Christians and dead Christians reunited forever. Those friends we miss really badly. Um, our, 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 our husbands, our, 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 our kids, our aunties, our uncles, our cousins who leave that massive ache in our hearts. We're going to see them again. Be united together forever. Wow. Wow. But that's still not the best thing. That's still not the best. It gets better. Because did you see the end of verse 17? The greatest reunion of all. Verse 17 ends by saying, we will be with the Lord forever. There we go. We will be with the Lord forever. See, Jesus comes back to spend forever with us. Like, 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 we often get fascinated um, with our future by, by other things, by thinking about where I'll live, what I'll be doing, what I'll look like. But the most amazing, most brilliant, most incredible thing about our future is who we're going to be with. Verse 17 says, we will be with Jesus forever. That's the best thing, being with him. Like, we won't want or need anything else. He's that good. He's that good. See, the Christian hope is that we're going to be reunited with our loved ones and with the Lord forever. Jesus will come back. And actually, this is the hope of Molly and Lottie and Joe. This is their hope. And this is the hope of every single Christian trusting Jesus. And this could be your hope too. If you're here and you're not trusting Jesus, when the trumpet sounds, you will wake up. But you won't be in that wonderful reunion with the Lord and with the loved ones. But, but you can be. See, Jesus invites everyone to be there. He says, trust me, and you can share in my victory and my reunion. If you want to find out how to do that, do chat to us after the service. We'd love to talk you through all that. This is our hope. 
that Jesus, the comeback king, will come back and has come back. But what do we do about it here in Hove 2021? Well, verse 18 tells us. It says, encourage each other with these words. We talk about it. See, we talk about Jesus coming back. We talk about people we miss. That's a really good thing. It's good to talk about Jesus coming back. It gets, it gets us excited for it. It gets us ready for it. So Lizzie and I, like each night, we'll say to each other, Hey, Lizzie. Hi. Um, I'll see you tomorrow or when Jesus returns. It's a little way of remembering that he's coming back. Could you do that in your, in your families? Like say that to each other before going to bed, maybe? Or bring it into your prayers? Like make it normal talk to get us excited. Talk about Jesus coming back. But also talk about people we miss. That's a really good thing too. When we're grieving inside, it's good to talk about people we miss. To use their names, to tell stories, amazing stories of them. Like um, when my friend Sam died a couple of years ago, unexpectedly, um, one of the most uh, beautiful things in that time was sitting down with another friend. Um, We sat down and we chatted about the good times we had with Sam in the past. We talked about AC Finchley days, going to Moody Manor, playing table tennis in his house. all these lovely moments. Um, and we talked about the good times we're going to have in the future. Because Sam's a Christian. My friend's a Christian. I'm a Christian. Like, well, I, like, we talked about the reunion we're going to have with each other and with Jesus. And it was just lovely. It was really hard, really sad, but really joyful and really hopeful too. Have those kind of conversations. It's good to talk about people we miss. Jesus is the comeback king. He, will, he has come back and he will come back. What a message to hear on Baptism Sunday, right? Well, I mean, when you remember today, when you remember Molly, Lottie and Joe getting into that pool and going under and coming back out, remember the comeback king who goes into the grave and comes back out of the grave to save us. Remember the comeback king who will come back to this earth to spend forever with us. Remember him because he came back for us and he will come back for us that's our hope let's pray father thank you so much for jesus the comeback king who has come back from death to save us from death thank you for jesus the comeback king who will come back to this earth to wake us up to spend forever with him that's amazing lord thank you that that is our hope even in the darkest and saddest of times Amen.